92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. I'm not necessarily... most fearful of death but I do think that when you leave people behind that have fought so hard to keep you alive I think that would be devastating when all my hopes seem gone your love was always there I opened up in dark hi I'm Mallory Smith and I have cystic fibrosis she would write in it all the time. I wanted to read it, and she would not allow me. Every single decision that I make has a life or death significance to it. Um, and that's something that I don't want to convey, because I don't want people looking at me and pitying me or being scared that I'm going to drop dead or some, anything like that. She you know, took out her opinions and her feelings on her journal, clearly and then tried to just live a happy life. Uh, things seem to be getting worse instead of better. Seems like I'm resistant to the antibiotics. My boyfriend just left town and I miss him. That's all. I feel like people with CF are privy to secrets it takes most other people a lifetime to understand. How lucky we are to be alive. That we can leave behind a legacy when we go that will impact others. That simple things are often the most beautiful. That love and happiness are the most important things to strive for. Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Quality of Life show with Nancy and Lisa. You know, the crazy mother-daughter travel team and publishers of Big Blend magazines, including the new upcoming Quality of Life magazine. And today, we're really excited to talk about a documentary that's called Salt in My Soul. It's a feature documentary by Will Battersby, and he's here. And it's based on the best-selling posthumously published memoir of the same name. And this is all about Mallory Smith, who really worked about living her best life while living with cystic fibrosis and mm. we're really really honored to have her mother diane here on the show mm. with us and i encourage everyone you can get on video on demand 
um, right now, starting January 21st in the US and Canada, and uh, starting in, I think, January 25th around the world. So anyway, um, no, actually, every it's the 25th for everybody. So just watch out for it and get it there. So welcome, Will, how are you? Very well, thank you for having us. Thank you and welcome, Diane. It's really mm. a pleasure to have you here, both of you here. Yes. Thank you. Um, you know, both of you um, putting this together, this has got wow. to have been difficult. And for you, Diane, going through Mallory's, you know, she kept these secret, like doing audio recordings, her incredible writing. Um, her writing is mm, just what amazing. you showed in the documentary. Mm. We haven't had a chance to read her uh, memoir yet, but her writing's incredible, but that had to have been like really hard and, and good at the same time. Yes, it's exactly right. It was emotionally compelling. Mm -hmm. it, my grief therapy, because it was 2,500 pages, it took me four months to really wow. get through it. Wow. But it also gave me a path forward. So that's yeah. the best gift of all. And cystic fibrosis, I wanted to touch on this because I think one of at the very beginning of the documentary made us like really wake up to what is cystic fibrosis. You hear it about it and you're like, mm -hmm. oh, you know, someone, it's like an invisible illness. And, you know, when you look at Mallory as she was growing mm -hmm. up and her spirit, her, she just such a beautiful young but woman. She just looks so healthy. Like a bill of health. So yeah. you would never know meeting mm -hmm. her if you didn't know the backstory. Mm -hmm. that she was, you know, dealing with this life-threatening illness, uh, cystic fibrosis. So uh, can you give us kind of an overview what the disease is so we can have some better understanding? Yes. And I also want to say it's the reason I picked that photo to be on the cover of the book with mm -hmm. her standing on her head. That was shot mm -hmm. one year before she died oh, on our last oh, wow. trip to Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And she looks like the picture of health. And a yeah. day later, she was in the hospital on the fast trajectory down. Wow. So it speaks to invisible illness. And mm. it's something that's very important to me um, personally. So about mm. cystic fibrosis, it's a disease you're born with. You have to get one gene from your mother and one gene from your father. And it affects every organ in the body that has mucus is sort of the easiest way. So your sinuses, your pancreas, your lungs. Most people have the most severe involvement with their lungs and they ultimately die of lung disease, but there are a subset of patients who struggle much more with their GI. And one of Mallory's famous lines was, everybody thinks that the lungs are what's gonna kill me. So that's why all the doctors talk about is my lung health, but it's the GI problems that ruined my life. And she felt very strongly that even though Oh. One was going to kill her. The other was responsible for ruining her life because oh. the thick, sticky mucus makes absorption uh, difficult mm. and digestion if difficult, and it causes mm. all kinds of GI problems. So in addition to lung involvement, which is what most people know it for, it wreaks havoc on all the systems. Many of the CF patients, I just heard from a girl at UPMC who's having full sinus reconstruction because the mucus has wow. so destroyed the membranes in her sinuses. Well, you know, my dad had pulmonary fibrosis oh, and yeah. he, he died from that. So I was looking up the difference between the two and his was not hereditary. His is something that um, I don't even, you can't even say he caught it, like he didn't catch it. He got it from 
working in uh, a butchery where he was breathing ammonia hydroxide. Oh yeah. And and it scarred his lungs. And then working in a ceramics factory where he was breathing fine particle dust particles in the air all the time from clay. And between those two scenarios, yep. that's yep. how he got that. And his, I mean, he really, I, I understand your story because the diagnosis was, it's up, it's down, it's here, it's there. It, you know, there's so many days, so many years, so many months, and none of it was right ever with what actually happened. Yeah. But this is several years ago. So I'm mm. hoping that the medical profession is moving forward on because yeah, it's things. science you're studying yeah. it's always changing just even right now yeah. with what we're dealing with covid it's like oh we have a new strain do we do the vaccine do we not and now i don't yeah, even know what to believe know. you know you know but it's <laughs> it seems to me that science is always progressing medicine is always progressing but then something that i learned from mallory is she listened to her body and understanding mm -hmm. the ocean and diving in you know that how that really got her to understand the i think it was calming for her too because you, yes, you have to be you, you're zoned out in it and beautiful, right? And at the same time, it's amazing. It she could talk about salt, right? And how that helped. And so there's things a patient knows sometimes that I think is so important. I think that's really one of the crucial things is her story about, listen, and how she compared it, cystic fibrosis to the environment. I thought that was incredible and she really understood science i know she went to college and everything but she knew science and i think mm. that also comes from being in a hospital so much you know yes you do end up owning your disease and taking responsibility for it because if you don't nobody else will mm. so that that was mm. fascinating to me you know then also you know your husband mark going out and doing so much much oh, research yeah. so i mean you wrote a book a children's book 65 roses <laughs> Yeah. Uh, to teach about cystic fibrosis. So there's writers, there's science, you guys as a family, you're all brains. It's amazing and, and talented and creative. So it's really cool to see that part come through in the documentary and uh, well, what you showed and how you pieced it together. I think really you've done such an amazing job to show such a human side of, of what it's like to go through something. And you showed the ups, the positive too. Otherwise, I think we'd all be crying from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, yeah, I mean, that's the, the beauty of Mallory's story, right? And I knew it as soon as I read the book that I wanted to make this into a documentary film. And I think what's, what's why I wanted to do that was because in a way, it's such a simple story, right? It's about a, you know, it's a coming of age, it's a classic coming of age story, right? About a beautiful girl growing mm. up, right? But the twist is that she's having to face dying early while mm. growing up. So, you know, it, it, there's, it's there's so much life kind of in this compressed period mm. of time and I think what was beautiful about you know all the members of the family but you know the way Mallory responded to that you know as you say rather than turning inward you know and obviously she had mental health issues and you know and I think that the writing was so much about her way of dealing with that but you know that she also you know in her most depressed moment turned outward turned towards the environment turned towards learning turned towards other people you know and so I think the story, it of course has its sad elements, but it's ultimately quite life affirming, you know, it, in an ironic way. Um, and I think that's that's the beauty of it. And you, you know, when you're on all those medications, um, 
you know that there are effects, side effects to combining more than one medicine together. And I know from what happened with my dad that at, when he finally passed and the doctor, the head doctor um, looked at all the charts, he himself was astounded how many doctors have prescribed how many different medications and what those medications altogether produced because he didn't seem to know what the other doctors were doing on a daily basis so my dad had tons of drugs that he was on and mentally it was really difficult mm -hmm. and it, those combination of drugs you know it's not like they gave me one pill you mm -hmm. know he, he was taking 19 to 25 pills a day and I don't know that the, the drug companies ever really did experiments to see if I put this drug with this drug or 20 other drugs, what would be the effect? That was way back when. In Mallory's case, you know, and with cystic fibrosis, the kids used to die when they were five years old. Mm. And it is all those combination of medications that have extended the life. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, 20 and then 25 and then 30. And these medications, while they do come with side effects, 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. They actually are extending lives. I don't know in the case with pulmonary fibrosis about the medications or what that does. But with CF, modern mm -hmm. medicine, Western medicine has changed the trajectory. That's amazing. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's not a fun thing to go through all the treatments that she had no. to do and no. not a fun thing at all. It's painful, but she, you know, your life is extended. Mm -hmm. So, and something for yeah. her to grapple with at such a young age, um, yeah, that is just incredible. And mm -hmm. as a family, I love how you all came together and her friends, you know, she mm -hmm. talks about having friends not maybe having the village but it's a small village but it's damn strong you know yeah, and yeah. i thought that was incredible but mm -hmm. um your husband is you know doing the research found is it fake help me well is it phage 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 p-h-a-g-e phage. <laughs> okay it's my new word of the day but phage. i you know phage <laughs> turns out to be pretty darn cool tell us mm. what the phage is because this would have really helped had it not been so late in the game for for mallory do you want me to take it? So, um, yeah. yeah, so um, Mark, who is brilliant, he's a, he's a lawyer by trade, but a brilliant mind, that's Mallory's dad. Um, you know, I, I did what I think we would all do as dads, right? And he just essentially spent his life and Mallory's life looking for a cure, looking mm. for a way to stop this, right? Um, and um, he came across, um, uh, there's an epidemiologist, a scientist at UC San Diego called Stephanie Strathdee whose husband and, and, and she and her husband had gone on vacation to Egypt and he caught a superbug, right? And everyone's heard about a superbug. A superbug is essentially, um, you know, a, a, a germ that becomes resistant to antibiotics. Mm. Um, and um, Stephanie had actually saved her husband's life from the superbug using phage therapy. And Mark, Mallory's dad, read about that case. This wow. is right after Mallory had had a lung transplant. And unfortunately, her superbug, she had the superbug called Bicepatia. And it had reinfected her new lungs. Um, mm. And Mark reached out to Stephanie 
and um, phages are naturally occurring. There are millions of them in the world, billions, uh, you know, and they're one of the oldest um, organisms in existence. You know, we, we've, and so we've evolved in conjunction with them. So, you know, you have millions in your body right now and they're <laughs> doing all sorts of good things. Hello, you. phages. It's a, it's a good thing. Yeah, you want to look after them. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and, um, you know, essentially um, there is a phage out there um, that uh, will attack and kill uh, a, a super bacteria, right? Um, and um, so the US Navy, Stephanie Strathdee, um, and I forget who else, Diane, will, will insert People in Canada. Adaptive phage therapeutics. And mm. APT, um, you know, they, they very quickly identified the phage that would um, potentially uh, attack Mallory's superbug. Um, and, you know, it was flown in, it's an amazing team effort. Um, and again, mm -hmm. credit to the Western doctors at UPMC, would have been very easy for them to be suspicious of this, right? It's a, it's a new treatment coming out of the blue, mm. but, you know, they, they agreed to, you know, have this administered to Mallory. And unfortunately, as you say, it was too late for her. But, mm. you know, this is, again, a very amazing thing that the Smith family, you know, Mark and Diane agreed to, that in an autopsy, they discovered that the phages had actually started to work. Mm. And, you know, had Mallory received them earlier, the outcome might have been very different. Um, mm -hmm. And now there has been an explosion since Mallory's case in phage research. Um, and we just heard from a doctor at Yale at the end of last week that, you know, and, and it's not just cystic fibrosis, right? These are things that can attack any, uh, you know, a staph infection, any antibiotic resistant infection. Uh, there's a phage that was actually named after Mallory very movingly. Um, oh, nice. Nothing to do with CF that is saved. Yeah five limbs in the last year, say five oh. people from having a limb amputated because wow. they found the phage that, that, that knocked out the staph infection that nothing had been able to deal with. So wow. this is, it literally is, I mean, it sounds, you know, silly, but you know, Mallory's no. case and what Mark did is going to change the world and it will change and medicine. That's at the amazing. end of the documentary, you're mm. saying in the scrolling uh, the credits at the end that this had actually um, helps in COVID nineteen as well for some patients. Mm. Yeah, so it's um, they were they were it was used in those cases on underlying infections. So it wasn't to treat the COVID. Um, okay. But, you know, so what happens is you know you tend if you know if you're in a situation where your immune system is really knocked out, like you're a cystic fibrosis patient, you know you've had a lot of mucus, mm. you can't you can't flush out infections, mm. um, you know, or if you're very sick you know, that's when these superbugs can really take root. Mm -hmm. Or if you're hospitalized, obviously, for a long time, we've heard that. Um, so no, so the, this was used on, um, you know, not to not to treat the COVID, but to treat other infections that these patients had had received. And that's the whole thing. Mm -hmm. It's not gonna, yeah, that, that's the whole part of it. So it's getting out, getting rid of the superbugs. Uh, Diane, with this, with her mm -hmm. book being out and the documentary, um, thank you for having that mm -hmm. all happen. You know, as, as a family, we've got to say thank you because it really is enlightening on the human spirit level. It's mm. enlightening because we do take things for granted in the world. We do. Yeah. As, yeah. as human society, we, we're very good at that. And um, it just really kind of puts us back to earth a little and also inspires us what medicine can do. So mm. with all of this, I heard that you're doing work with fundraisers. What, what should we know? How can we all help? So between the book, the talks I give, the documentary, the children's book, and um, now these press interviews, what we're trying to do is raise awareness for antimicrobial resistance, which is AMR. That's the category of resistant bacteria that leads to what we call superbugs. 
we're raising money through Mallory's Legacy Fund. And the beauty of that fund is we don't touch the money. It goes through the California Community Foundation and 100% of it can go directly to research. So we have been able to, and we're donating 100% of profits from the book and the film because we don't want to profit from telling Mallory's story, but we, we've already raised in Mallory's lifetime and since she passed away, a combined total of over $5.5 million. Wow. And it's wow. all gone to, all gone to wow. research and been able to move the needle a lot. Now we're really wow. specifically focusing on AMR and phage therapy. And um, to, to give you a little more information on what Will was sharing about COVID and the superbug situation, what happens is patients went into the hospital for COVID and then they got put on ventilators and they developed secondary bacterial infections. And what happens with those hospital acquired bacteria is people go in to have an appendicitis or, you know, they have appendicitis, they need an appendectomy or they have a heart attack or they're in because they need a cancer treatment. And these bacteria, which just live in the hospitals become resistant because of the repeated use of antibiotics. And every single antibiotic will eventually become resistant. It's just the nature of the way it works. And hmm. There's a lot of learning that's still going on. So for example, we first thought phage therapy was just going to be the prop, the, just solve the problem because these living organisms would be able to, they're called bacteria eating phages because mm -hmm. they eat bacteria. But what we know now is that it's a kind of a combination of cycling and they do need to do a lot of trials. They need to cycle the antibiotics with the phage therapy. And the reason we need to raise money is because they are, these trials take money, big mm. money, millions and millions sure. of dollars. And so we're putting pressure on the NIH and the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation and the governing bodies to fund them. But what we've learned from the doctors we're working with is that the government won't fund these compassionate use cases, which is how Mallory got it. And you need those compassionate use cases in order to drive the information when you're creating a trial. So for example, you learn something from every case that's anecdotal but the FDA will never approve an anecdotal treatment. They wanna put it through rigorous trials to make sure that nobody gets hurt. The interesting thing about the CF population, unlike somebody like Stephanie's husband, who you know, a normal person goes into the hospital, gets a resistant bacteria, you're not gonna try some experimental treatment on them because you're gonna be afraid they're gonna die. So what happens is they wait until you get to the place where Mallory was, where it was too late, or the case where Stephanie Strathy's husband won, where he was gonna die without it. And then they'll try the experimental drug. In her case, he did not have underlying health conditions. He got it in time to save him. Mm -hmm. And from that, and then from studying Mallory's case and realizing that the cystic fibrosis population is a constant breeding ground for these young adults, who over time, their lungs have broken down from repeated infections. And so they're at death's door and they have no other choice. And Mark's vision and why he introduced the idea of phage therapy to the cystic fibrosis was to treat these kids before, before. their lungs got so bad that they yeah. would need a lung transplant because lung transplants are fraught with problems wow. and create problems. You're on immunosuppressants for the rest of your life. So if you're not going to die from the initial infection, you could potentially get something else. So it's really, really important that we do this work. And the film is a simple coming of age story. And Will's done a beautiful job of telling a story of a young girl that's hopeful and inspiring, but also points the finger and the camera right at this issue that we all need to be paying attention to. I, I think it's well done. And yeah, yeah, I know. Go ahead, Nancy. I was just going to say that, yeah, I grew up in hospitals because of my dad. And, you know, I've, 
there's a question on my mind of how much does how much um, the patient's rights versus the doctors sometimes gets in the way like sometimes the patient really wants something done a different way and the doctors are, are no and you know you wonder who's who has the the actual right to their own body to say this is what I need and this is what I need now and then the doctors say yes or no and if they say no then you don't get it what legally is there is there space there for something to happen to make it so that patients can be heard well that's better? the reason you tell stories that's the reason you tell stories like this mm. one I yeah. mean, from my perspective we want Mallory's story to remind people of the power of the patient voice and I give mm. a lot of talks about that and I think mm. that you reach people in different ways. Some you'll reach through the book, some will reach through the film, some we reach through my speaking, some will reach through the press. But there is this interesting thing that's happening in medicine at a time when doctors are under pressure to bill more, they have to feed the electronic medical record. So you come into a doctor's office and the patient's over there and the, this is the computer and the doctor is asking questions and they're not even looking at the patient and they're mm -hmm. just saying, this happened, did that happen? And there's this, so it's hard to, create space for the patient voice in the current system that we have. And I think everybody mm -hmm. thinks the system is broken. Then you layer on COVID and masks <clears throat> and telehealth, and it's very, very difficult. But our hope is that, and this is one of the three primary objectives of the film, is to remind people that we have to hear more from the patient and that the patient voice has to be part of patient-centered care. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I think that's where family and friends really help mm -hmm. because sometimes a patient is not feeling well enough to have that voice or, you know, to remember everything, you know, it's um, especially depending on age, you know, so thank you both. I wish we had more time, but uh, thank you both uh, for joining us and for, you know, letting everybody know about the issues and uh, what they can do to support. So everyone, the website is saltinmysoul.doc.com. You can also go saltinmysoulbook.com. Uh, follow on Facebook, uh, same thing, saltinmysoul.doc on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and um, go a uh, giant dot pictures. We got to give them a shout out. Uh, giant dot pictures. That's the website for the film company. So thank you guys. Mm -hmm. And of course, keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. Uh, Salt and My Soul is out January 21st in theaters in Los Angeles and New York. And then it'll be available for download uh, in the US, Canada, UK, and Ireland and specific areas around the world uh, starting January 25th. So again, saltinmysoul.com. Doc.com. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Ninety-two percent of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. Ninety-two percent because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. Ninety-two percent stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com/home-trial.